Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Travis Bean. I know Chris still isn't here to get over it. And today we have a very special guest, an old school guest. If, if, you're, a, if you're an old listener of Watching the Throne, you're going to know these dulcet tones the second you hear them. We have the one and only. <laughs> you even know the snort. You know who it is already. <laughs> uh, our resident Taylor Swift expert. And as we decided just before we started recording, our resident cultural expert. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me back. It feels good to be back. Yeah, that's crazy. We can't see each other, but um, which is different from how we used to record because we both used to live in St. Paul. But uh, yes. I don't know. It feels like you're here. Yeah, it definitely does. Definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, telling Travis like oh, before he asked me to be on that I was like listening back this week to our old episodes, like our old Taylor episodes, which makes me mm-hmm. sound really kind of narcissistic that I was like listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I was well, like, I miss yeah. those guys. <laughs> <laughs> those guys were great. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we miss you too. I mean, there's not a lot of Taylor news to even talk about. Well, I guess there is because they dropped the album. Yeah, and she talked about Kanye in the interview. We probably should have had you on. I know, I know. Yeah, that was wild. I couldn't. I was so annoyed with mm. him when she talked about me. You know what? We're trying to put away the bad energy today. We're just going to yeah, talk about. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Jesus is King. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited for this because I think Anna and I are coming at this album from different angles maybe we'll Mm see i don't know um anna and i used to uh talk a lot about kanye i'm trying Mm -hmm. to think the percentage to it like 60 percent of our conversations were kanye and yeah for sure (laughs) i would i would say it, it was an early part of like us becoming friends period oh yeah definitely definitely it was yeah because Anytime somebody else is a Kanye fan, you're like, oh my God, like you don't hate him. Like, talk to me. Yes, exactly. And you, we started working together like post Jesus. So I feel like that was also a major uh, bonding time for Kanye. Oh yeah. It's, it's also rare to find somebody who likes Jesus. Yes. I know. Isn't that so (laughs) weird to think about in retrospect? Yeah. Whereas today it's considered like, and now it's like revered as a classic. Yes. It's almost hard to remember that so many people hated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the usually the rotation with the Kanye album. The like yeah. Papa went through it. I feel like Ye is still really going through it. And Jesus is keen. I can't really tell what's going on right now. I think the natural reaction is to hate a Kanye album, but 
I actually think the reception's been okay. Yeah, I thought it was going to be way more negative than it has mm-hmm. been. I mean, the lead up to it's been pretty negative. Like people yeah. bashing him for like selling Sunday service merchant shit. But um, yeah, but speaking of that, before we get into Jesus is King, we want to ask each guest more broadly about Kanye. And mm-hmm. obviously Anna's a huge Kanye fan. Um, not always, I think a lot like me, not always a fan of Kanye and the public and the way he chooses to communicate. And sometimes like uh, the ideas he's expressing aren't fully <laughs> worked out in his own head. Yeah. But you know, that's what Kanye does. He's always thinking out loud. Uh, say it out loud just to see how it feels. Isn't that the line? Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's look at it broadly. Uh, since yay, let, let's start at yay. Uh, when Ye comes out, what are your feelings about Kanye? And like, are, are you a fan of Ye? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Ye, actually. Um, and I feel like that's what I really wanted to talk about in this episode. I was actually super nervous to record this episode because <laughs> I feel like I've been on this personal journey with my relationship with Kanye. And <laughs> it's not all positive. Um, and... I, but I think it's important to be honest about that because I think sure. it makes her interesting conversation. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I'm conflicted too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think leading up to, to yay, I was having a really hard time with Kanye. I, I think what I realized is that Kanye has always been controversial. It's always been hard to be a Kanye fan. Um, you always have to defend him. But I think that I real, I thought subconsciously that there would honestly be a tipping point where people got him and where people saw him for who he was and where I wouldn't have to do that anymore as a fan. And I, I think that the Trump stuff and the MAGA stuff really came out of left field for me. Um, I really was not expecting that. And I almost like underestimated what a wild card kind of can be. <laughs> um, and I think before that, I had always sort of, if not always agreed, I could see where he was coming from or understand his point. But this that era was really really hard for me as a fan to defend the slavery stuff and even if I could get to a point where like I saw what he was saying I was kind of frustrated with him that I would still have to defend him I was like I'm kind of exhausted mm-hmm. of having to <laughs> defend Welcome why to my I life. Like yeah, exactly. And like, I was just like, come on, man, like, give us a break. Like, you're 40 yeah. something years old. At some point, you if you're tired of being misunderstood, then you should be able to find a way to communicate your thoughts a little bit better. Um, yeah. And I just reached a point where I like, I just didn't really want to defend him anymore. Um, so did you kind of like, block him out? Yeah, I kind of took a step back from him. Um, And it was really, really hard to do that because Kanye is like one of the artists of my life, 
Like I've been a mm-hmm. huge fan since I was in high school. Um, so it, it was, it sounds weird, but it was actually like really painful to have to do that yeah. and to not feel like connected to him and what he was doing anymore. Um, but I didn't want to completely write him off. Um, and I've also always had a hard time just in pop culture, separating the artist from the art. I've never really been able to Mm -hmm. do that, but I also never really had anybody who I like really, really loved and went to bat for do something that I super, super, super disagreed with. Like I was never a huge Woody Allen fan for exactly, or for example, (laughs) um, or something like that to where I I had never had to go through that with an artist that I really liked people who, I don't know, turned out in the Me Too movement were actually monsters or whatever. Like I was never that big of fans of them. So it was easy for me to just be like, all right, you're canceled. Like write you off. (laughs) Um, But I had never had to do that with somebody who truly was a cornerstone for me in my life. So that was really difficult. Um, But then I really liked Yay a lot. Right. Uh, And I thought that it provided so much clarity and answered so many questions. Um, And it was just beautiful on so many levels. And I thought that that album also would provide that clarity for the general public pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it would help him explain himself a little bit more not get back in people's good graces, um, but be something that people could listen to and understand him more for better or for worse. And I was actually really surprised that it didn't do that and that people Mm -hmm. were so closed off to it and wouldn't even give it a chance. Yeah. I think, I mean, so much to unpack there. So a big thing for me, and I'm totally with you there. Like on a lot of the, public antics of Kanye. Um, there are things that I think I understand about what Kanye meant. And that's just the result of like following him so much and having a podcast about him that I'm going to get a lot of the stuff he says. So when he goes on TMZ and, and I, you know, I read it on paper, the quote, it's not, the quote is not slavery was a choice. That's something like yeah. Nike called up and everyone thought that's what he said. He said yeah. 400 years. That sounds like a choice to me. And when I read that on paper, it's like kind of poetic. Like, okay, yeah, he's saying like they've remained slaves. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting idea. It's something he's explored, but that's not really the way he said it, the way it's on paper. He screamed it in the middle of the TMZ room. <laughs> and yep. then the words missed it. And, you know, it, it's, it's part of a, a whole package now. And that's all everybody sees. And everyone sees the headlines. And, it's, and that's why I love the art. Because to me, the art... Uh, provides context for everything and gives you a layer deeper than the headlines you see in the morning. And I'm there with you. Yay to me spoke to me in that way, because that's the point of our art is meant to be profound and transcendent and provide meaning to things that you couldn't quite piece together. And it's not like on yay, Kanye came out and explained what he meant by, you know, 400 years. Mm -hmm. Get it in this, narrative. He did it over the course of seven songs. He did it in this personal journey where he starts in a dark place and comes out on the other side in light. 
and ready to be a kid again and ready to be a father to his daughter. Like it's such a poetic way to explore all that, but no one's going to see that. And I get it. Like if you're not a Kanye fan, like what the, why the fuck are you, you're not going to go listen to yay and pick apart its meaning and be like, Oh, that's what Kanye meant. No, yeah. you're just going to know Kanye went to TMZ and screamed a bunch. <laughs> so, and that's where I'm there with you is that's the importance of that moment where you're in TMZ. You have to just be better and clear about what you mean. If, if you're going to do that, if you just want to be an artist and express yourself as an artist, great. But that's not what Kanye does. Kanye, mm -hmm. you know, he stands on the Rolling Stone table and wraps his album. <laughs> he's yeah. like, like he wants that so bad, yet he's never been able to harness or channel like the proper communicative techniques you need to be influential in that position. It's it's the frustration you'll always have with him. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and I wonder why he's never been able to grasp it. Um, if, maybe it's just not him. Like maybe it's just mm -hmm. not who he I is. I think you're right. I, I think that's what it is, is that Kanye just wouldn't agree with that. And, and to an extent, like I kind of see what he means because there's yeah. something really beautiful about just being naked and just going out there and saying what you think and working through thoughts and not coming into a conversation or a rant without like thinking through everything and having perfect talking points like a politician would do. Mm -hmm. Like in that way, like I appreciate him because he's not a politician. He's not somebody who's been told what to say and how to say it right and reach these people. He just says what he thinks. And I, again, like I find that inspiring, but at the same time, if he wants to accomplish what he wants to accomplish, like there are just rules to play by. Like that's just the way it is. And that's, that's why you said like Kanye's a wild card. Like he just, he, I think he might know that, but he just like has accepted that that's not me. Like I, I'm going to run into TMZ and like say it imperfectly. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, for sure. And I think that something I was just thinking about while you were talking to is that who he's talking to makes a big difference too. Like I, one thing I like about your guys' podcast, for example, is that you you guys both kind of talk it out. Like you don't always have your fully formed opinion. And that's part of what your conversation is, is talking it out and seeing where you get to. Um, but you both have an understanding of the other person. And I think like Kanye would be so fun to like go get a drink with, or just like have just shoot the shit and talk for like hours. Um, but that's not when he goes on TMZ, all sorts of people watch TMZ or read those headlines or whatever. And they're all coming at it with their own judgments and preconceived ideas and all of that. Um, and so it doesn't always work to just put your thoughts out there like that and in such a free flowing way because you don't know how the, how the person is going to receive it. Cause you just don't even know who, who's going to be listening to you. Yeah. So basically, uh, to wrap up this whole conversation, being a Kanye fan is hard. <laughs> yeah. And I, yes. And I think I just reached a point where I was like, man, this is not getting easier. If anything, it's getting more difficult. Right. Yeah. Because like 
I think, I mean, you really spoke to it too. Like that. I like the way you put it, that it, it hurt. Like it, mm-hmm. it felt like you were breaking up with Kanye in a way. And I think that's the way a lot of people felt. It's like, who is he speaking to? You're right. Like he doesn't, it, not that he doesn't realize, but like when he says that comment about slavery and when he endorses Trump, it's almost like, I don't know. He's so, it, it, I think Chris Evans had a tweet about saying like, oh, Kanye's view is so myopic. And I get that because Kanye doesn't care that he's going to hurt all of his fans who have loved him forever by putting on a Trump hat because to him, it's important to express himself and to put on this hat and say like, I can do it. Like, and that way I get it's myopic, but mm-hmm. it's also to me, a kind of a universal move because Kanye is hoping that showing the inner strength he has to do something like that will inspire other people to embrace ideas that maybe aren't standard or aren't politically correct or aren't accepted by the broader culture. Like there's something beautiful in that too. And to me, that's just the polarity of being a Kanye fan. Like there's so much good and so much bad. And at some point you have to just choose which one you're going to embrace. Yeah. <laughs> like it's hard to balance those two. And like, I don't blame people for just being like, I can't do it anymore. Like it's too stressful. Yeah. And I think that, Another aspect of this is just the time that we're in right now, this era. Mm-hmm. It, everything feels very, very serious. And I think that it doesn't leave a lot of room for nuance. Because mm-hmm. it, like Trump, for example, feels very, very dangerous. So it's hard to look at it from the perspective that you just said, and explained, which makes a lot of sense when it's Donald Trump. It's not somebody who, you know, yeah, there's bad parts of him, but there's also good parts or whatever. Like we're talking (laughs) about Donald Trump, you know? And I think in a lot of conversation today, there's just not a lot of nuance. It feels like good and bad, black and white. And I wonder what this all would be looking like if this was happening 10 years ago. Or if this happened, even with like George Bush um, Mm -hmm. and whether he would get the same amount of backlash or just what even the conversation would look like about it. I think the other hard part too that I was going to say and why it hurt so much is when I was listening to your first reactions video, you were talking about what it was like when Life of Pablo came out and that I mean, that felt like we were on top of the world as Kanye fans for a while. (laughs) Like, that was just so fucking fun. Like, that album was amazing. Um, It just felt like such a party. And I think it was really hard to, like, come down from that. Yeah, now it's stressful when a Kanye release happens, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think, like, at that time, too, like, he seemed to be doing really well. Like he and Kim were on top of the world. Um, Like everything was just in an upward swing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think actually, now that I'm, that you're saying, the way you're putting it makes me realize how I went into this album. Because Ye was one thing, like I was still kind of caught up in the wind of everything that was happening mm-hmm. with Kanye. And it was still like kind of exciting in that way. But now, you know, we're a year and a half on and Kanye's been pretty much quiet the whole year. And I think people have just kind of settled into canceling Kanye. Like he, he feels a little, he feels more removed from culture like now than like, I feel like he's been in a while. Um, yeah, totally. I, so like, I was just going to say, going to the Jesus is King, like that's such a different feeling because the life of Pablo, it is a party. You're hi- hyped up. You're like, you're ready to go. Jesus is King, like, it's just kind of here now. Like we haven't heard from Kanye in nine months. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's such a weird feeling to be going into an album like that with Kanye. Yeah, no, that's such a good way of saying it. And I think that this album has made me confront my own expectations of Kanye in a weird way, Mm -hmm. Um, even as a fan, because I think, you know, Kanye always talks about uh, people wanting to put him in a box and how he doesn't want to be put into a box. And it's interesting because I was totally there with him, um, you know, during all his Jesus interviews and all of that. I was like a hundred percent, like people do want to put him in a box and he doesn't want to. And with this album, I was like, holy shit. Like even as a fan, I subconsciously kind of put him in a box sometimes of like what I want from Kanye and like what, I think of it, even though I've been like riding with him for so long and I didn't think that I had those expectations. Yeah, totally. I mean, I guess that's just what happens when you love somebody that much, (laughs) when someone means that much to you, like you want their music to bring out that feeling that it always brought up before. And you know, when he makes what is basically a gospel album, like something so different and so out of left field, it's really hard to find your footing of something like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think I like gospel music too. Um, I don't, it's not something that maybe like I listen to every week, but if you looked at like my Spotify top 100 at the end of the year, like there's going to be some Kirk Franklin on there. There's going to be Mary, Mary Lecrae. Like I like gospel music. So I think I was ready for that in that sense too, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, let's get into it then you put on Jesus is King. You're expecting a gospel album. Like we all know that's going to happen. Every lyric's going to be about Jesus. We've all heard about mm-hmm. it. Um, what's like, I guess starting from the very beginning, like from every hour to Salah, like, which, which is like a crazy transition. Like what are your feelings as you dip into the album? So this was what it was so difficult for me because I was expecting to have a very strong reaction one way or another. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to love it or I thought I was going to hate it. And I kind of had like a middle of the road reaction. Like I was like, that was, mm-hmm. that was good. <laughs> and I was thinking about like when you and I used to work together and like our least favorite criticism of any story that we ever wrote was when someone would be like, that was good. Like that was solid. <laughs> <laughs> because it, like it means that it yeah. didn't like provoke that much of a reaction to out of someone one way or the other. Right. Like I can deal with it if you're like, I hated that story. Like we can <laughs> talk about that. 
um, or right. you're like, I loved it or whatever. But just having that reaction to a Kanye album was shocking to me and something that I've been trying to figure out and think about in the hours since it came out. So I guess I was curious, you said on your first reaction that your first time around, it was underwhelming to you. Um, mm -hmm. What? What? Uh, you explained like what was underwhelming to you, but what do you think changed like between the first and second listen to you? Um, I think it was more, and I covered this on my episode, but I, I think I went into it with like a, a critical mindset and was like, okay, I'm going to piece together this album. And I, again, I think this is the beauty of Kanye is it's never easy. Um, he's always one step ahead of you. And there's always little nuances and, and little ticks you don't quite pick up on. And so from song to song, I don't think I was in the right mindset for it, mm -hmm. uh, which makes it sound like I'm just like defending Kanye. Like maybe he made a shitty album and I just had a good reaction to it. I don't know. <laughs> but I think that was what it was for me is, because it's Kanye, you know, everything about Kanye is wrapped up in it, especially when you host a Kanye West podcast. Mm -hmm. You have no life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I go into it thinking like, how am I going to talk about it on the show? Like, how is this going to connect to that? Like I wrote this whole article on Forbes. I hope like I don't sound stupid now because none of this makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, those are all the thoughts going through my head as I'm listening to it. And to be honest, my first listen through it's so weird to think about because I've listened to it like 50 times now. Yeah. And to me now the album is so coalesced and whole and like from front to back, it feels like one giant journey. But the first time, like I don't even like really remember it. Like, like if I'd listened through it once and you had asked me to like talk about like, Oh, what did you think about on God? I would have been like, I don't remember how that song goes. Like yeah. I, I, I wasn't super engaged with it. And the album's so short and the songs are so short. And that's so weird for somebody who, you know, has made like Runaway, has made like a nine yeah. minute. You're, you're kind of just like, man, like, I don't know what this is. And I think that's mostly what it was, is I was kind of just confused because Connie's never made an album like this. I, I know Ye is only seven songs and it's 21 minutes long, but you still have like a ghost town in that album. Like you have these mm -hmm. big wandering epics, you know, uh, Jesus is King is different. It, it's it's something that moves from moment to moment really quickly, and you have to like stay with it if you're going to grasp it. So I, I think that's mostly what it was for me the first time. And since it's just, I think a lot of it has been what we've talked about, you know, because we went into Jesus is King with radio silence from Kanye. He hasn't been anywhere. We don't know what Jesus is King is going to sound like at all. And I think that weird uh, suppressed feeling I had going into it, like contributed to that. And now it, it, I guess the listening experience for me has become, I have nothing really shaping my views in this album anymore. Like it is something so different and so removed from everything Kanye's done that it's like, it's become really exciting for me to listen to this album. I listen to it from front to back. I have it on repeat and it feels so cohesive and whole like the two minute songs don't bother me at all anymore. Like I, I'm excited for it to dip into like the new song. It feels like one giant journey that I'm going on. So that's my pretentious answer to that. Mm, no, that's really interesting. That makes a lot of sense. See, so 
I was thinking about it too in that Ultra Light Beam is like one of my favorite Kanye songs. And that's like a gospel song. And so I thought that I would like love Jesus is King. And I think that one, and so I was thinking about kind of like what makes Ultra Light Beam different to me versus Jesus is King. And and I don't know why it is, but Jesus is King was kind of like what I thought it was going to be. And it didn't uh-huh. really surprise me that much. Interesting. And I think that that was a really different sensation of listening sure. to a Kanye album than past ones have been. Because in the past, they really surprised me. There's stuff that like I didn't even know I needed. You know, like I didn't <laughs> know I needed an ultralight beam in my life. Um, and I didn't think that that would be the song to kick off. Like with Pablo. And like, I cried the first time I heard that song. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I've cried a lot of times to that song. And I didn't really have like an emotional reaction to listening yeah. to Jesus is King the first time. And I was really surprised by that too. Cause I also cried listening to Ye. And I think that part of it was that it didn't really surprise me that much or like catch me off guard in a weird way. Interesting. I'm curious about that, actually. So you say the album was everything you expected. What exactly were you expecting? Like, what are you hearing that wasn't surprising to you? Yeah, I think that I thought it was going to be somebody who had just found God. And who has been on this journey of like losing themselves and then finding themselves again and like finding God again. Um, And that he's kind of at the beginning of his spiritual journey. Um, And I guess on first listen, I didn't find it super, not deep, but like, Mm-hmm. difficult to understand what he was getting sure. at and normally I like have a hard time like I have to listen to you guys' <laughs> podcast yeah, and be like totally. what is he even talking about <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so I was surprised that I was like yeah I, I get it like I get what he's getting at and maybe mm-hmm. there is more totally. beyond the surface level and that that's part of it that I just haven't even like accessed yet but i was surprised to feel like i um, immediately understood like what he was getting at and i think it will be interesting to see where he goes from here and what his spiritual journey continues to look like that's interesting i actually i know what you mean because i kind of had that fear going into it that I hope I say this properly. I'm not religious, so I'm not trying to like bash it. But when you talk about God and how much you love God and how she's improved your life, like it's not like that's super deep or poetic. Like you don't have to like, you don't have to like come up with big words and like flowing Mm -hmm. narratives to express that. You just say it and like you feel the power of it. And I think you're right. Like that's a lot of what's happening here. Connie's in that state. And he just wants to express to the world and talk to God. And 
I find that part powerful about it, but I, I know what you mean that like, yeah, of, of course that's what's happening. It's a gospel album. Like that's what all gospel albums do, <laughs> but it just doesn't sound like ultra light beam, which is like, I, I think probably what a big problem will be for a lot of people is that Kanye doesn't have those big epics of songs with like six parts and mm-hmm. it's blowing you away. Like it, to me, the, the entire album is like one long song. Like it's ultra light beam for like 27 minutes or something. Totally. Or run away for 20. But I, I totally get that. And, and I could see just like going from song to song, like, okay, he's saying this, like, okay, he's kind of saying that again, like in a different way though. Like I understand that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's made me think that maybe I just need to accept this album for what it is and what, mm-hmm. Kanye wants to say and not put my own expectations of what I think that what I want out of a Kanye album or what I've come to expect out of it. Right. <laughs> I get that. Um, yeah. And I guess to me, I know what you mean. Um, it's not like, I don't think this album is like Jesus where like there's literally a three act structure. Like maybe there is a structure to this album, but like, it's not like you could put this in movie form. Like I, it kind of feels like 808s to me in a lot of ways to where there's, there's movement and there's a flow to the track by track buildup throughout the album. Like you could see like kind of a story, but it's mostly somebody just kind of expressing themselves. And it feels, I feel like usually the Kanye album, I picture a character more than I picture Kanye. Like I picture mm-hmm. a character or I picture the Pablo character with this, like, I picture Kanye like this, this feels like, you know, a, a deep look into his soul into like his thought process about everything that's been happening. And I don't think you usually get that with Kanye. Like even, even yay to me, has like a three, one, three structure and like kind of, is just like a story. This feels like, you know, somebody's journal. I think maybe you said that earlier. It, it feels like somebody really getting out thoughts on something very deep, personal thoughts. Um, and I kind of have, accept that about it and that's what to me i find exciting about the album is that it's something really different from kanye and it's not something i'm going to understand immediately kind of like i did with yay i, I felt like i got yay and kitsy ghost like pretty quickly because they both had a 313 structure and i'm like oh yeah they could see how that narrative goes that's pretty easy this isn't like that it's it's something that is open and and moves differently and um is just like it just feels like a giant not confession, but like, like you were just capturing this moment in Kanye's life where he's trying his best to connect with God and, and speak the word of God to the world. Like it's just one little moment in time. And I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by that aspect of it. That's such a good way of putting it. I really like your comparison of it. It's like reading someone's journal. Cause that is what it feels like. And I'm also curious, like, to part of why I said I'm curious to see kind of how his spiritual journey continues and evolves from here is that I think that, at least from what I can tell so far, it's been a very traditional journey. And his take on Christianity has been like fairly traditional. And I also am not a religious person. So hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn or whatever. But I think that. It surprised me that 
the way that he went about it is that he doesn't curse anymore. He's going to change the lyrics to his songs when he performs them live. Um, I don't know if you watched that episode or saw that clip of the Kardashians where he was telling Kim that he didn't like how sexy she was dressing. Yeah. Um, I was very, which that was just weird to me because that, yeah. I mean, just on a like objective level, that costume was like supposed to be really campy. I didn't think it was like sexy, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was surprised that, not surprised, but he seems to have like a very traditional take on Christianity. And I, I, in some ways, I mean, I just, I shouldn't, I was going to say that that's a bummer to me, but I also just need to come at it from a non-judgmental perspective and just be like, that's just where he's at and how he is. But I think that for me personally, it would have been more interesting if he was like, you can be a Christian and still curse and still have your wife dress super sexy Sure. And still call yourself Jesus and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It's, he doesn't sound like a very, very progressive Christian. Yes, exactly. And I think that that has surprised me in some senses too. Um, and you can tell that in Jesus is King also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he talked about that a lot in the Zane Lowe interview. Like he's still finding his footing with it all. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of basically said like, look, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes in the beginning. And I'm not always going to be like, it's going to be tough for me to like fit into the world as a Christian and like express myself as a newborn Christian. So that's just going to be a part of the process, I think. Um, but what I was going to say was um, I agree with you that his, his whole public narrative with becoming a Christian again has been kind of traditional and that aspect of it, like, isn't that exciting, but again, I, that's why I love Kanye because he's like an artist first and foremost. And, I actually do think there's a lot of nuance and character and layers to Jesus as King that reveal a little more to that. So, I mean, a lot of the songs are just him talking about how he loves God now and he's ready to be a Christian and blah, blah, blah. But the soundscape of the album is also weird and like abrasive and coarse and like synthy. Like it, in a lot of ways, it isn't really a gospel album. Like it sounds kind of angry and uses a lot of the elements that like a Jesus song would use. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not crazy and it doesn't have like the movement of a Jesus song, you know, like none of these songs sound like hold my liquor or anything. No. But, um, it it kind of has that element of it, like the attitude and the tone. Like a lot of these songs are angry, like on hands on Kanye is like mad at Christians and the way Christians have treated him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's, there's just so much there that is revealing more than the traditional narrative that we're getting out in the public I'm kind of there with you. Like when Kanye is talking about, you know, you know, the the typical run of the mill shit you hear when people are like, I'm born again, you know, um, in his own crazy Kanye way. But for the most part, it's like just traditional shit. But I I guess I, the more I listen to the album, the the less I hear that actually. And I hear somebody who is frustrated with the public and being accepting of him becoming who he is and somebody who is realizing that becoming a born again Christian, like, isn't easy. Like this is something he's going to have to work through. And I really love that aspect of it on the album. Yeah, no, that's a really 
That's a really good way of putting it. And I think really gets at a lot of the reaction too. Um, yeah. And I think what's been interesting for me too, you know, I was talking about nuance before um, and that there's not a lot in the world, but also I would like to see kind of more nuance within the Kanye fandom too. And mm -hmm. the type of, conversation that we can have <laughs> about, about the album <laughs> like I think it, it seems to be a lot of and I think it's partly because of what it's like to be a Kanye fan yeah um but there's a vibe of like you either get it or you don't and if you don't get it you're not a true fan <laughs> and if you think this album is good on the opposite side, then like you're a fucking idiot. You're just a stan. You think anything <laughs> Kanye does is good. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. blinded. Um, and like, I don't think that that's very productive or helpful in talking about it <laughs> at all. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's just crazy because I was thinking like, especially for any artist that has a really long career, chances are you're not going to like every single album and that's okay. And it's okay for one album to just like, not be for you. Like yeah. this, Jesus is King just might not be for me, but that doesn't mean that I can't continue to be a Kanye fan or that I need to totally like. He's not, not canceled. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I could just be like, hmm, this just like, not mine, not for me. Do it for me. Yeah, exactly. And I, um, and it doesn't mean that he's like lost it or that like old Kanye is better or whatever. Um, mm. I just wish that there was more nuance there. Um, yeah. But I also think that it's interesting to think about why this album might not be for me. Like, I think that that's kind mm -hmm. of the conclusion I've come to is that I think that this album is good. Um, I like it, but if, but I was thinking about it and I was like, if I wanted to be listening to a gospel album, I, I wouldn't reach for Jesus is King. But if I, and if I wanted to listen to a Kanye album, I also wouldn't reach for Jesus is King. So where does this album, like, where does it leave me personally? And how do I view it in his discography? And that's something that yeah. I've been kind of thinking a lot about of like, how do I view this album? Um, if it's not, you know, my favorite Kanye album, it's not like my favorite gospel album. Like, is it just one where it's just not for me? And like, that's okay. Yeah. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It, what a weird state to be in for, because whenever a Kanye album has come out in the past for you, like, you know, it's just been lovely for the months afterwards, you can listen to it nonstop and like you're in this, this hyped state where with this, like, do you even want to listen to it 24 hours later? Like, is this something you'll even reach for for the next couple of weeks? It's weird. Right. Yeah, it is weird. And that's what I was, that's what I'll be interested to see. And I think in the previous album releases, like this maybe sounds sad, but like every album that's come out has become my new favorite Kanye album. <laughs> like I'd be, I was like, Oh yeah. Where I'm like, Oh, my beautiful dark twisted fancy is my favorite. I'm like, no, Jesus is my favorite. No life of Pablo is my favorite. You know? <laughs> So it's weird to have this one maybe not be like my new favorite. Um, or even more than that, just like maybe one you don't enjoy at all. Like a, the only one it's discography where you're just like, eh. Yeah. And like, it's, it, I'm having a hard time deciding whether it really is just the album that I'm like, eh, on. Or if a, the past year and a half, two years made it to where I was never going to enjoy this album that much. Like, yeah, I wish I could more look at this album just truly in a vacuum yeah. and not ha- look at it or listen to it with the past two years and the moment and culture that we're in and all of that. Because I really can't decide what it is that's informing my just like mm-hmm. kind of middle of the road reaction to it. Yeah. I think that's probably how a lot of people feel and more than what's interesting about your take is a lot of people just like, you know, cancel Kanye and they're in such a upset state of Kanye that they're going to hate Jesus King no matter what. And they've decided they've hated it before they've heard a single note of it where you came in you really wanted to make it work. Like you were ready to like love a Kanye album and have it make sense of stuff. And it just leaves you in a weird middle ground. Like you don't hate it, but it's just, it's not grabbing you. And yeah, that must be such a weird feeling. Yeah, it really is. And I don't, I think that I listen to music in a different way than maybe like some of the people who've been on the podcast, like even that you guys do, um, like I don't always analyze every single song. Like I don't for myself need to do that to feel a connection to Mm -hmm. an album. Um, sometimes it's just like the sound that I really connect to, or just even like how I choose to interpret the song or where it hits me in the time of my life that I'm in or whatever. Um, and there are songs on this album that, Cause I was thinking like, are there songs I want to go and like, just like drive around and blast in my car. <laughs> and there are songs that like, I should, like there are definitely ones where normally I feel like I would do that. Um, and I'm curious if it will just the way it has in the past kind of grow on me and I'll find myself like just falling in love with these songs or if it is one where, yeah, two weeks from now, I'm not even listening to it anymore. Mm. We should probably get you back on the show to get an update. Yeah, I'll definitely give you guys an update. <laughs> and in the lead up to this, especially when the album didn't come out, when he said it was going to, yeah. I 
went back and listened to all the old albums, kind of like what you guys were doing, and remembered how much I connected with them and how many memories I have associated with them and all that. Um, so I think that was also kind of right in the back of my mind while I was listening mm-hmm. to this too. Of I had a truly vivid memory of how much these past albums and songs have meant to me personally. Yeah. But uh, it, that's the weird part of being a Kanye fan. There are such highs and such lows and just in a weird state now where like, not that it's low, but like you wish it could be high. <laughs> You're just mostly just confused and you don't know how to think of Kanye. And that's such a weird way to go into an album. <laughs> yeah. I guess, what do you think? Do you think that like what to you, what does it mean not to like or connect with this album? Like, do you think that that would have happened with anything that he would have released or do you think it has to do with what this album is and what it's about hmm man I, you know what i mean this is this is the uh this is the easy answer to that i i feel like it's just a combination of everything like yeah obviously your experiences and the way you know the way you're living your life and the way that situates juxtaposed next to the way Kanye's living his life. Like that's obviously going to warp the way you think about an album. And that's definitely done that for me. Like when people look at me and say like, Oh, you're just such a Kanye standing. You're looking for meaning and blah, blah. blah. Mm -hmm. I kind of just agree with them. Like, well, yeah, like that's me. Like, that's what I do. Like I want to understand Kanye and I, I do want to like try to make sense of the stuff he says sometimes, even though it doesn't come out well, like, that's the state I'm in. That's the journey I'm on. Like I'm, I'm very empathetic to somebody that maybe doesn't deserve the level of empathy I'm giving him to, but that's just where I'm at. So like, that is my journey with Jesus is King. It's, it's weird in the first listen and I don't connect by the fifth listen. I'm like, this feels like everything Connie's been leading up to for 15 years. Like that is just part of me. And at the same time, I like the sound of it. Like the, the nuances of the sound are starting to open up to me. And I'm like, Kanye did it again. Like he's a fucking production genius, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with you. I think that's, that's true. It's just the way it is. And, and that's, that's what art is. Like it, it, art shouldn't be easy. It should be something you envelop yourself in. And, um, and you come out the other side, like it's this transcendent experience. It's supposed to be fulfilling and life-changing. And if it's just not grabbing you for whatever reason, because of whatever path you're on, that's just, that's just the way it is. That's, that's art. Like that, that's the beauty and like the tragedy of, of art. Yeah, no, that's a really good way of putting it. So do you think that there is like any world where you aren't going to like a Kanye album? <laughs> <laughs> not in like, I'm not trying, I'm just like genuinely curious. Cause I think it right. kind of gets no. at what you were talking about. Like that yeah. you just want to be on this journey with this person. I think, I mean, I don't want to go that far because I think if Kanye made a bad album, I would think it's a bad album. Mm-hmm. Like if he didn't do what I thought he was capable of and there wasn't a cohesive narrative on an album. And, you know, if the songs were like half-assed, like, yeah, I'd probably not like it, but I just don't think Kanye's capable of that. Mm-hmm. Like for somebody who can't meet deadlines, like I still think of him as like a perfectionist in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And just the way he pours himself into songs and how different they are. Like to me, this, 
I don't really listen to a lot of gospel music, but to me, this sounds like nothing I've ever heard in many ways, like all the other albums did. And I guess that's just because of the way Kanye is, I, I guess you're probably right that I probably will never not like a Kanye album. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think that's actually like a part of the beauty of this album is that there are probably a lot of people listening who don't listen to gospel music and have mm-hmm. never listened to that. And I think that's really cool that they're getting this introduction. Um, yeah. And I mean, like I said, I haven't been on Twitter a whole ton, but I have to think that for people who are religious um, and are identify as Christians, that it's cool that there are a lot of people being introduced to Christianity or somebody's journey on a spiritual yeah. path. Um, I think that aspect of it is probably like really rewarding for a lot of people. Yeah. Um... So yeah, but also, I love it. Honest, kind of, middle of the road. Right. <laughs> I'm middle of the road. What do you make of, it, I think it surprises me that what I've seen at least that the biggest criticism has been is like the production and the mixing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. As somebody who sees Kanye as a perfectionist, like what do you make of that criticism? Do you find that something that people just, like they just want to find something to complain about or do you think that's legit? I um for anybody who's speaking about it like technically it can like actually notice clipping and stuff like I guess I can't speak to that um yeah. I will say though that I interviewed Mike Dean and he said like there's no clipping on any song and I'll fight you if you say there is so, oh my god I, when people say shit like that I'm like are you right like do you know what you're talking about so I never even I never get involved in that combo um same I'm always surprised that like normal people can hear that stuff I'm like what are you hearing that I'm not <laughs> I know that that's what I mean is like, I feel like sometimes not that people are bullshitting, but like maybe they just don't quite know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as the mixing, I, I think again, cause people like, okay. So one thing people point out is how like echoey uh, push a T sounds on use this gospel. Mm-hmm. And I heard that the first time too. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this sounds terrible. I, and I mean it when Kanye's perfectionist because I never think anything like that is accidental. Like, sure, he added water sounds to water and like he didn't have that ready and like that's kind of annoying and he made up that excuse in the life of Papa like oh, an album's like a living thing, like I can change it whenever I want. Like, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> like that part of it is like kind of annoying, but um, I don't, I guess I never think like just flat out terrible mistakes are made in the mixing. Like, to me, Pusha T has meant the sound a little bit removed. I feel like it adds emotion to his voice. Like he's screaming it into like a bad microphone or something. And it, it sounds kind of like, to me, Pusha T represents like old Kanye who hadn't found God and no Malice represents new Kanye because Malice is like a Christian. And Kenny G comes in with this like heavenly music. Like to me, when, when I think about a Kanye sound like that, I'm like, why are you complaining about Pusha T sounding weird? Yeah. Like, are you looking at like the emotion of it? Like, yeah. Want to get so technical with it in a way that like it just kind of bores me. I, I just, I just, I just don't agree with it. It's not the way I listen to music. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And like, I listen to music like on my shitty, you know, Apple earbuds, <laughs> you know, so like I'm never going to listen to it with like the nicest yeah. equipment and stuff to where I'll be able to really appreciate that 
aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I, and we've had two people come on and talk about pretty much the production and the mixing so far. And the, the last guy, Martin, who's like a fucking genius when it comes to that stuff, he wrote all the production stuff for Jesus. It was just talking about like how immaculate the mixing is and like how everything is so purposeful and how he was like picking apart like little things that kind of needed in the songs. Like Cadney's just on a God level. Like I've just accepted it. So whenever people say stuff like that, I'm like, you might be right, but it just doesn't bother me. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. No, that makes a lot of sense too. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this too, in terms of like the lead up to this album is that it's also interesting to me that this was the album that I've been most removed from Kanye um, in lead up to it. And I wonder what my reaction would be if I had gone to a listening party like you had, or um, like, I didn't even watch Kanye's Coachella performance, um, the Sunday <laughs> service. Like I watched clips, so, like I didn't watch the full thing. I didn't watch the live stream. It was long. Uh, what was that? It was long, so. It was long, yeah. Um, and I wonder, because like when I think about um, like Life of Pablo or Jesus, for example, like I was in it in the lead up. So I was like super, super ready for the album to come out. Um, and I wonder if I would have had a different reaction to this one if I was more in it in the lead up. Yeah, I get that. I actually think I'm in a weird middle ground. Y- you would look at my Twitter and calls, call me crazy because like, <laughs> we're just so involved and with the kind of community and everything but that's that's mostly chris i i consider right, myself he mostly speaker. runs the twitter right yeah and he's out there like really engaged with the kind of community like i can tell that's the way he's a kanye fan and mm-hmm. i'm a stand too but i'm just it's probably just more my personality and the way i am like i'm not that kind of fan like even if i went to the jesus is keen listening party like i don't my initial reaction isn't to go down and get into the mob of people or like in the St. Pablo's tour. Like I was like, Oh, I don't want to be in that mob of people underneath the stage. Like that sounds terrible. I want to sit in a seat. Oh yeah. So I I think in a lot of ways, I'm not like an Uber Kanye fan in the way people would expect me to be as somebody who runs the show. I'm, I'm, this makes me sound so lame. Like I'm an adult Kanye fan. now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I actually, I kind of feel like I was, I'm always kind of on that level with Kanye. Like I love him so much and his, his art means so much to me and, and what he's trying to express when he's out in the world and the inspiration he's trying to create, like I, that all speaks to me, but I never go into a Kanye album, like crazy, like teenage fan. I don't know if I'm stating this properly, but. No, totally. Um, I know what I mean. And so I kind of feel like I'm always in that state with, Kind of like I, I'm very, I go into it with like a very open mind, but I'm not like, I'm not like a screaming girl at a Beatles concert, you know, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to criticize a Kanye album and pick apart things. And, but you're uh, not like a Taylor Swift stand. I'm definitely not. You know what I mean? I, I feel like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I think of her like crazy fans sometimes. I don't even know what point I was trying to make in all that. Um, <laughs> I think maybe just explaining that Chris runs the Twitter is what I was really trying to <laughs> No, I mean... So when you think we're crazy, it's all Chris, not me. <laughs> You're just going to say whatever you want in the week like that he's gone and can't defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm taking advantage of it. Yeah, exactly. 
No, that's mm-hmm. super interesting though. And I do hope that I'll come back to Kanye in the same way that I was before and that I reconnect. Mm-hmm. I think that it will happen at some point. It's, it is tough now because, and not to get like super political, I, I'm definitely not a Trump fan and you're obviously not one either. And yeah. I, I think for a lot of people, it is different than the Bush years. Not that it should be looked at different because Bush did a lot of terrible totally, things. Totally, yeah. Um, but Trump does feel like the atmosphere is scarier. And it, and, yeah. it, and it feels like, man, we were on such a good, like so many people thought this country was on such a good path and it feels different now. And it's, it feels like it's, it's not the time to explore the, this internal process where you want to express how, you know, you want to be able to freely express, express yourself through Trump. Like you just can't do it through Trump because he represents something so awful. And so many people are scared by him and have been hurt by him that you, you can't look past that layer. Like you just can't get around it. And until that atmosphere is gone and maybe it never will be gone. Like maybe this country has just hit a turning point and like, it's no bullshit anymore. If like, if we're capable of electing Trump, like things need to change. Yeah. So maybe there's not a place for Kanye anymore, but maybe someday like things will be better. And like that won't be clouding our judgment about him. Yeah, exactly. Cause I see like what he's getting at or what he's trying to say, but not, yeah, it is a vibe of like, now is not the time. And like, also you yeah. could have picked anybody else to represent this idea that you're exploring. Yeah. But he, but he's Kanye. He chose the ultimate symbol. Yes. He went to the nth degree. That's just what Kanye does. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And uh, And so maybe part of this, yeah, exactly. And so maybe part of this is like reframing how I, like I was saying, like view Kanye in my mind, what I expect of him, um, what kind of fan I am of him. And like I said, like, I like this album. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm coming across like, (laughs) <laughs> I don't like it. Um, like, right. I don't like it, but it's just different. Like, I like it in a different way than yeah. past ones. And maybe that's, that's okay. like, okay, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. I mean, th- now that I'm thinking this, it makes us sound fucking insane. It's been 24 hours. <laughs> I know. And we're talking about it like it's been out for years. <laughs> Like maybe next week, like we feel completely different about it, but you know, I think that's the beauty of an episode like this. Like we really are caught up in the moment of it. And there are a lot of emotions that go into a first listen of a Kanye album. So. Yeah, no, there definitely are. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to jaw about? Um, I don't know. I mean, there always is. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe something to explore in a different time is that I'm having a really hard time with Kim lately. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's do an episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of checked tough. out of that stuff. Yeah, I know. Um, so that's something to get into, but. Again, not like a, a crazy Kanye saying, like, I don't follow every move of Kanye. And I'm kind of the same way with Kim. Like, I'm a big fan, but uh, at some point I've just kind of stopped paying attention as much and I really don't know what's going on with her at all. So yeah, for sure. Besides the, the 13th amendment shit. Yep. It's great. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hope that I've like, time. what? Go ahead. Nothing, nothing. Oh, I was just going to say, I hope that I 
didn't ascend anybody. <laughs> or, um, got, like I said, like I was nervous to talk about this, um, but I just think that there's like an interesting conversation to be had mm-hmm. in the evolution of being a Kanye fan and what happens when like your fucking favorite artist goes in a direction that like you just can't get on board with or you don't agree with politically or culturally or whatever. Totally. Excuse the police car going by. Um, (laughs) They're coming for you. Yeah, no, that's why I'm glad you're on because I feel like, of anybody that we're going to have on the show for first reactions, like you're going to bring that kind of balanced perspective. Whereas everyone else, you know, like Jordan and, and Cole and Martin, like we're, we're all going to love Kanye no matter what. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, we exactly. have this well, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess this is the end. I guess you wouldn't really have anything to plug. Nope. <laughs> other than Fender Bender magazine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you own an auto repair shop, check it out. Exactly. Yep. If you're in the automotive aftermarket, we've got tons for you. <laughs> so yeah, go look up Anna and uh, <laughs> draw about that. But otherwise, thank you so much, Anna, for coming on. It was great to have you back. Yeah, it was really good to be back. Mm. And we're going to end the show in our new catchphrase that Cole came up with. It's no longer keep it, keep it loopy. It's keep it holy. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> Tell them Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky This is the last call for alcohol for the So get your ass up off the wall. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.